Welcome back to the show. I'm beyond excited for this episode. You are all in for a serious treat with this guest. I've had my eye on her since the very beginning of the show. She is an OG holistic nutritionist in the Vancouver area, and I've kept getting referrals to get her on the show. People requested her to be on the show, and I finally got her on, and she is seriously one of the most energetic and enthusiastic, sweet human beings. She is totally here for this community and she shares some amazing insight and knowledge about one-on-one practice. She has been in the game for so long and she looks like she's like 25 years old. She definitely doesn't look like she's been in the game for as long as she has. She's served over 6,000 clients and she is fucking awesome. She's a registered holistic nutritionist and the founder of Vancouver-based nutritional consulting firm, My Edible Advice. This is Jennifer Brott. She has an expertise in gastrointestinal, prenatal, and oncology nutrition and has so much commitment to empower individuals to reach their health and wellness goals by providing them with the tools to thrive. So she definitely has so much experience and knowledge that she had to be on the show and she shares a really great insight. We chat all things, how to build your practice. She even offers business coaching sessions. I think she has like a three month program right now. It sounds really awesome and super reasonable. And like, she's exactly who I would want to be learning from if I was doing one-on-one. I think she could teach you some great stuff to build your practice. So that being said, I'm so excited for Jennifer Brott of My Edible Advice to be teaching us for the next hour. Let's dive in. Welcome back for season two of Newly Nutrition. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of Woo Girl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast shares the burning questions that you want answered from health and wellness professionals who make a living doing what they love. We dive deep into the world of entrepreneurship, and in this season, we are focusing on the fear and uncertainty that comes with the roller coaster that is building your own business. All it takes is belief, confidence, and taking action. Thanks for joining me today as a resource to get your wellness business up and running and make sure to subscribe to the newly nutrition monthly newsletter for extra resources and exclusive community events with motivated people just like you here we go so today i have the very special jennifer brought from my edible advice on the show jennifer thank you so much for coming on oh it's my pleasure i'm so happy to be here I'm so happy. I've heard so many great things about you from so many different avenues in the nutrition space ever since I moved to Vancouver. So it's just so fun to get to know you a bit more, learn about your journey, and have you just share your amazing experience and insight to our audience. Thank you. Likewise, it's exciting to see what you're up to, too. Yeah. So, okay. Tell everyone about your beginning days as a nutritionist. How did you find yourself in the space? We want to hear all the details. Okay. So, I mean, in some ways, I suppose I'm a bit of an OG. So I'm like a 2007 uh, Canadian School of Holistic Nutrition Halifax grad. Their location doesn't even exist anymore. I took the program with four people. Uh, And when I, so my career then started the next year. So in 2008, I um, moved to Vancouver. I found a job via Craigslist as an office manager at a wellness clinic in West Vancouver. And 
there I started putting together diet plans or or menu meal plans for, for the naturopaths in the clinic and helping them guide their patients with their um, food sensitivity testing. So everyone in the clinic would get tested and those results would come in and I had the pleasure of being able to then take those results and, and turn them into a meal plan that made it feel a little less intimidating. I made a lot of meal plans. <laughs> this was a really busy clinic. Uh, and in addition to that, I got like exposure to what it meant to sort of be behind the scenes of keeping files and I mean so many tools that I tools I still use today. Um, and and so it was great. And so I did that for about a year and a half. And then I kind of had this moment of like, I really like people. I don't necessarily want to be in this back room typing on this big computer um, these meal plans all the time. And so I approached the team about it, and they were open to me being more like client-facing and going through the plans with them. And that was nice, but it was still like, I want more, I want more. And so from there... <laughs> When I think about it now, it actually makes me like kind of puke in my mouth a little bit, but I decided to start my own business. Uh, so I started my own practice, which I mean, at the time, truly, there wasn't, I mean, we're, this is a long time ago. This is 2009. So like, we don't have Instagram. We don't like, I don't know. I don't even know if we had Facebook business. That's, I don't think we did. Um, this is like pretty brick and mortar. Um, let's start a practice and so one thing you'll probably hear me say again or like a key thing I, I discuss a lot when I'm talking to new grads or people in the world is like building my professional connections and nourishing those relationships with other healthcare practitioners was key when I was starting out and it's honestly still the biggest key for me today. So I think it was long-winded, but um, it basically looked like meal planning for others until I gained confidence to do it on my own and then started something super scrappy uh, and... And like, again, through connections, kind of like joined someone's acupuncture clinic that I'd worked with at the other clinic and, and growing and that networking piece. And then a, and working a part-time job, like let's also be really clear about that. We had to pay bills, but I was also strategic in that. I worked at a health food store, which I'm sure many of your guests have done as well. Um, have you, have you ever worked at a health food store? I have not. I graduated when COVID was like in the height of every like lockdown. So Sounds amazing. Yeah. So it sounds amazing to actually be able to be out and about like networking in real life and yeah. working at a health store. I mean, I know so many people who started their journeys working at a health store and they learned so much about supplements and brands and everything, which is so valuable. Totally. And I think when you finish the schooling, you kind of feel like it's a job that feels you feel kind of comfortable sending in an application to and that you're able and it, and it really was important for me to again I learned a lot there and um, had some product exposure I don't necessarily do a lot of supplement rep uh, recommendations in my practice but it's it's good to know and it's at least then you're meeting like like-minded people and you can kind of see if they it's like yes yeah, sure take this supplement but I also could really work at the core problem and we can talk about your diet and nutrition. So that was what it looked like at the beginning. It was it was a little I mean it wasn't totally slow to start. I should 
Hmm. It was. I mean, <laughs> it's up and downs, but like it, it had enough of a plan somehow behind it that I didn't go in it with like zero clients. Like I started, I felt ready to start on my own once I had a few um, clients from other these other areas. That's awesome. And did you think like, I want to be an entrepreneur when you went to nutrition school or you were just going because you loved holistic health? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a bit of both. Um, I love holistic health. I love food so much. Uh, and I love food for a few reasons. I love that it, I do believe it's a catalyst for connection and community building. I think it's a place that we can store really beautiful memories. Like a lot of my things around food are like, I don't know, you know, did you grow up having <laughs> the same thing on your birthday for your birthday? Like that's your birthday meal. And, um, and or like your grandma used to make something and it'll stay with you forever. Like I think that food is so powerful and, um, transcends in so many ways and then I think bridging that with like knowing that not only it had those powers which are incredibly healing in their own right it also had this ability to really help one be well uh, including myself and in seeing that and then in terms of the entrepreneurial piece it kind of was like well what else am I going to do with <laughs> with this like what, what's my, what are my other job options um, and I think maybe that question still stands do you kind of feel like that at all I mean, for sure. And especially because COVID happened right when I was finishing school, it's like, I felt like my only option was to do the online route, which is what I kind of wanted to do anyway. But what if I also wanted to experience working at a health food shop or being like a brand ambassador at events, you know, stuff like that. It's like those options just aren't even there right now. So yeah, they're going to come back with such vengeance. I know. I agree. <laughs> I think everyone's just like dying to touch each other. So uh, it'll be back, but I hear you. Um, it's sort of like, what what do you see yourself doing with it? Um, and where do you go? And I love business. I don't know that I would ever have said that in like that traditional setting. And I still find that setting kind of intimidating, some of the terms in the business world. But when I break it down and understand it for me, I realize that I, I, I know so much about it and I know how to build good business and, um, and, and setting up the systems that allow us to succeed there. But yeah, like, did I always think of myself as being an entrepreneur? Hmm. I don't know. Well, you are one and you <laughs> are touching that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an honor. It's a total and complete honor. Oh yeah, it, it really is. And I think a lot of people don't really think about the entrepreneurial journey or path when they sign up for nutrition school. I think they think like, or maybe some do, but I think it's not like you can graduate and there's like a, you know, on LinkedIn, like a bunch of nutrition jobs available. Like there is in the sales world or marketing world, you know, it's so right. different. So it's hard to kind of carve your own path. Essentially, that's what you have to do is, you know, try a bunch of things out, put your hands in a lot of baskets and, you know, figure out what works for you and run with it. Yeah, I definitely think it benefits you to have some creative and strategic uh, thinking and ways that you'd get out there. I mean, you've even had um, had some of my favorite people on here that are running, you know, food meal based businesses or one-on-one um, -on -one or big scale businesses, um, big programs. And 
I mean, at least now you have those to look at and think like, can I either join your team at an entry level or like, can I help or can I chef with you? Or, um, I mean, there's a few companies out there now that I'm like, oh, wow, look at you go. But truly, 2008, not, not so hot. <laughs> but there is probably so much opportunity and untouched market for you to yes. dive into, which yes. is awesome. I still think there is. I really, yeah. really, 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 that's one thing I say again and again, and I might be um, going off topic a bit here, but there is space and opportunity for you. Whomever is listening right now, uh, there is space for you, and we want you, and we invite you to come and grow and join and develop this world of holistic nutrition health with all of us. I mean, I think it's it's really important that we build this profession and what it means to be a part of it together and there's there's plenty of room i mean having worked in multidisciplinary clinics with multiple naturopaths or acupuncturists or physios or massage therapists i mean all under one roof in one clinic the thought that we can't have many nutritionists um holistic nutritionists is is false i mean there's there's room there's totally room I completely agree with that. There's so much opportunity out there and not everyone is going to provide the exact same kind of quirkiness that you can provide, right? I mean, it's about finding just every every nutritionist is different based off what they offer, their personality and what they want to do. And what they want to do with it too, right? Yeah. I mean, some people are looking to grow something really, really big and some people aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think one of my favorite questions when talking to people that have graduated or are studying or studying or thinking about studying, it's kind of about getting so clear on your why. Like, why do you want to be in this space and why do you want to do the work? And that so quickly allows a lot of information to come in on sort of, I don't know, we can call it your niche or what you have to offer. Like it's the guiding light for me on, on so many of so much of my decision making, but getting clear on your why allows you to understand that there is an abundance of opportunity in the industry. Mm-hmm. So what's your why? Yeah, great question. Uh, my why evolves all of the time, but I think at its core, my why for being in holistic nutrition is that I think it's a really beautiful and hmm, ideally even more so, but relatively accessible uh, entry point into creating a healthful life. Um, I think that we all eat. Uh, again, I know that that can be a privilege in its own, but um, for the most part, we're able to hone in on some choice there and some idea of nourishing ourselves well. Like I do just believe that it's a baseline, or I always say it's a foundation piece to good health. And again, I mean, gosh, totally different subject, but important to acknowledge that we could go on and on about everyone having access to the right foods and clean water and a safe space to uh, prepare those foods and the cost, etc. But for today's topic on building business around nutrition, my why comes back to um, 
knowing that I have a lot of information that's really important to share and that could really change lives. And I've seen that happen. And it feels very, in a way, almost like selfish to not share that information with those that it could help. Um, I think it's a very important job and I take it really seriously. Love that so much. And I completely agree that nutrition is kind of a gateway into diving deeper into a healthier lifestyle. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, it's either like fitness or nutrition that they start playing around with. And that is a gateway to, you know, understanding what boundaries are, understanding self-care, understanding it's not just about exercise and food, but it's about what you watch, what you consume, who you're friends with, what you do every single night. Like, you know, it's, you're totally right. It's a gateway. Yeah. And it's, um, when I hear you say that too, it's almost like, and I guess it comes into it because I deal so much with gut health, but like, it's what we absorb, right? Yeah. It's like through, through, through all the things you just said that are outside of food, for example, but we still are consuming, nourishing ourselves, um, feeding ourselves with those things. And that's where the beautiful part of that holistic piece looks at, um, not just what's on your plate, but so much of what's in your mind. And and we love and we see that have the science to back that now. I mean, the connection between our mental health and our gut health and um our mental health and all health really. So yeah, I guess that that's part of my why, uh, for sure. I love that. So in your opinion, what does a well balanced nutritionist look like? Yeah, okay. So do you mean that in the sense of a well-balanced nutritionist, like what does business life look like? Is that is that what you mean? Or like what a quality nutritionist, like if you're going to hire a quality nutritionist, what kind of best ah, practices would they okay. have to, to make an impact in their clients' lives? I like that. Okay. So... So this is important to do too, right? Even for those that are writing, creating your business, it's like, who am I? But also like, what am I looking for? Like, what would I be looking for if I were looking for a nutritionist or anything? I mean, if I'm looking for dinner, I spend far too long, like, <laughs> like looking things up and like trying to get an understanding, right? Or like, you want to get your haircut and you're getting an idea if you like the person's vibe. So, I mean, I think that's the same when we're looking at um, who we are as nutritional practitioners. So I think you want to look for someone who, again, I mean, it's it's so personal to the everyone's different. I mean, there's, I think there's this, again, a space for someone out here there that's like, I don't even care if you have a website. Like I heard about you from my friend Sue and she says you're great. <laughs> and so I think that comes back to like, maybe the word is the, a, a strong, well-balanced nutritionist has a lot of integrity. They are really honoring, you know, what it means to be transparent, to be caring, to be straightforward. I think, I mean, I want you to have your things together enough that you have a general sense of like what you charge and how to book with you and where your appointment will be, whether that be online or in a physical space. Um, I, I always think it's best to look for practitioners or, or be the practitioner that's always trying to learn more, whether that's mm -hmm. through uh, books or podcasts or 
actual courses. Um, I think a well-balanced nutritionist is also someone who's open. And again, it doesn't have to be this way, but I do think that we want to come in a bit neutral, uh, a bit like Switzerland on where we stand in terms of um, deeming food like good or bad or our own personal ideologies. I mean, I think that can transfer to a really great nutrition practice and that can be part of your, your shtick for sure. Um, but I think there's certainly room for saying all are welcome here and, um, and, and being, yeah, I guess I come back to integrity. Yeah, I love that. So in all of your years of practicing, what are some I love best my years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are some best practices that you've really honed in on that you could recommend to a nutritionist just getting starting? Yeah, Thanks sure. So I think the more time you spend really getting clear on your, I'll call them your like who, what, where, when, why, right? So like really spend the time, whether for you that looks like a notepad and a pen or your computer or like audio recording yourself and you just have the best idea. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah, all the time. I'm always <laughs> writing things out. And like, no, really great idea. <laughs> whatever it looks like for you, but spend a lot of time um, figuring out your why. And a best practice is then to be clear on the who, who you are, um, what are you offering, what are you doing, um, what does it look like, again, like what, how long, how frequently, like get a, get a sense. Um, how, what's the medium of communication, um, how, where, um, all of those questions and like just getting to pen and paper a lot so that when you are approached by your first client, uh, you know what to do with them, right? Like, you know, to take really good care of them right off the bat and you know, to make, make them feel safe because a lot of times people are coming with you with a health concern and that's vulnerable and that's a little bit scary sometimes. And the more, I think it's our duty to make them feel really seen and really safe off the bat. So I think the more that you <laughs> Even if you're like kind of like fake it till you make it, but you have your your own SHIT together and you are presenting them with something that allows them to feel um, held. Love that. What are some and, ways? And that continues off past the first appointment. I think another best practice is like one that I learned from the clinic that I had mentioned, things I still do, but I, I put FP at the end of all of my client notes, and FP stands for future plan. So it's always like documenting and, and having that on file of like, where did we say we were going to go? Or where do we think we're going to go? Because when you're in the moment, like you're hearing so many things and you're having so many ideas. So it's like you having that running list on the side of like, okay, we're not dealing with that today. That's too much. Nutritionists love to give too much information. Um, but like this can be banked for later. And like, I'm going to let you know about it so that you also know and want to book like your next thing. But like, you're always kind of you've got your roadmap and you know where you're going with your clients. I think that's a really important um, practice to have. Of course, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's worth saying too, that we are confidential and we are, you know, all of those things as well. But I think those are some important best practices to have off the bat. Those are really great best practices, especially 
just making a note of like, let's revisit this down the line. Because I know when I first started seeing clients, I gave so much information. Like I literally wanted to touch on food, mindset, self-care, morning routine. Like it was too much. And I learned very quickly, like, oh this isn't working. <laughs> but I've been going to see someone and they're like, so your whole life needs a makeover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it yeah. is. It's yeah. a 13-page document. And yeah. like, wow, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't even... <laughs> Oh, my God, I know. And, and honestly, like, you're right. Keeping it super simple. Just, like, let's focus on food. I mean, that in itself can take months to to. to oh, no. To get chewing them to can take months. I still have clients that I've worked with for so long, and I'm like, girl, yeah. you're not chewing. I know you're not chewing. The food doesn't <laughs> put itself back together. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, funny. of course. What of are course. some ways you practice like empathy with clients or just making sure they they feel safe? Like, and can you give us any tips around that? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking that. I think that. Hmm. I think that's, um, it's certainly feedback that I get. And I think it's feedback that's important, which is like being approachable and being honest and realistic is only ever going to benefit you, right? Like it's only cool to be the cool girl in school for so long until then you're like, oh, but I have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd say the same in nutrition where you want to be, so ways to be empathetic. I think that we look at even just, even just kind of like really sweet, encouraging world as, as you go along. And I say that um, also as a mother of two toddlers, which is like, I hear you, or it sounds like that that's really hard for you and and like validating their feelings and also like asking if that's true, right? Like, is that the case or questions like, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, my IBS client before this, they, they miss social things all the time. And I can't imagine anything worse than like not going to the party because you're scared that you're going to like, you know, have an accident in your pants and we we need to offer a lot of empathy there so that looks like exactly that just acknowledging people's feelings is such a first step in um in allowing them to feel really heard and seen and safe and then I think the empathy also also extends itself to I'm not gonna put you on a program that is like 10 steps ahead from where you are I'm gonna do everything I can to like meet you where you're at and I think then the way that we're presenting the information to them I think another empathetic thing to do, an important thing to do as a really good um, practitioner is to ask, like, what kind of learner are you? What works for you? Like, I ask so many questions of, like, how do you want to direct this? Because if you're not interested, I mean, like, most, like, truly, I'm 6,000 clients into this game, and most people do not follow meal plans, um, then let's not waste anyone's time. <laughs> like, like, let's not me do it, and then let's not put you on something that you're just going to feel like a failure again, and then, like, we're just perpetuating that feeling of, like, sadness within you when you've already shared something like along those lines so it's more like how can we build those up or create small wins or even suggest to that person like you know um like what could we do or like is that one of our goals to get you to feel comfortable to go to the party or have the party at again 
this is a world that doesn't have this terrible pandemic going on, but do we say, do you host it at your home and there's something safe there? Or is, it, is there a time of day that you tend to have a window that's good? Like we, we try to create something that looks like a win and that's showing that person a lot of deep understanding of that being a really big pain point for them. Uh, and I think, Again, yeah, you're creating a plan that doesn't make them feel like these are all the things that are wrong with you, according to me, um, that we create a plan that's like, okay, I mean, we're presenting information in a really compassionate, gentle way, um, and I think that's really important. Don't talk down, no judgment, no like, oh, I hate food shaming, it's actually one of the reasons I like stay off Instagram a lot because I think there's a lot of that culture out there of like, if you're not eating like this, you can never possibly be healthy um, or you're a bad person or you're killing the world or, I mean, that that's really hard. Like that's triggering for a lot of different reasons for people. So I think we, we want to stay away from that. <laughs> 100% agree with the, the food chain. Like, I mean, even like growing up, some people dealt with that in their families and stuff and yeah it can still be with people as adults so I completely agree with that and I don't think it's something we even talk about enough you know it's like asking someone oh you're still hungry or you're hungry again like that's it can be really triggering for some people so yeah I completely agree with that totally yeah so I think we just come from that place of neutrality and non-judgment and kindness and compassion and like mirroring and understanding and repeating back and and that's um really effective and positive um it allows for positive behavior changes right which is I think what we're trying to do yeah 100% again it's like so beyond like the food and it's so mental and so as a nutritionist like you really have to be mindful of exactly like the wording you're saying and um Exactly, like compassion and everything you said was so spot on. So thank you. Yeah. Love those. No, I think that's important. And and if you don't really feel like you naturally have those skills, um, there's ways to, you know, cultivate that or to even just say, say like a checklist of just like when you're taking your intake form, you can even add in a couple of those questions that so that you know to prompt and ask them or to not get ahead of yourself and to listen well or maybe even take some courses on on coaching and listening and, and all of those those things too so there's lots of ways to um build that muscle yeah I completely agree so for anyone listening who's just like I'm so nervous to start working with clients Jennifer what is your number one tip to get that confidence okay uh great so <laughs> I mean me being me and just the question we just the question we just went through I guess that my first thing is like what makes you so nervous you know, so if this is you, um, Emily, what, what would make you really nervous about working with a client? I guess if I had a client who was like an executive CEO boss person, something like that, like very intimidating in that way, like, I don't know, I just like came to the top of my head. So maybe something like that would be intimidating for me. Okay. Okay. So having dealt with some of these people, the great news is like... <laughs> I don't know if you have this because you live in California, but even in Vancouver, sometimes you have those celeb sightings, and then you're just like, oh, they're just like us, page two of People Magazine. Um, and you kind of get to have this experience where it, it really reveals like what it means to be human. And it, it, sometimes these ideas or these people feel scary, but I think the biggest reminder there would be 
they've hired you. I mean, you did not force them to do this. And especially certain people have access to like hiring whoever they want or finding whoever they want or getting whomever to come and do a talk at their, their company. Uh, and they picked you. So I think it gets for sure. Oh man, let's just put this out there. Self-confidence and entrepreneurship <laughs> are like water and oil. Uh, it can sometimes like build you up and you like can get a little bit of an ego thing going on <laughs> really quickly. It can tear you right down until you feel like, oh, God. Uh, what has happened? Um, I mean, I think we see that a lot, even in social media, like no one likes my thing. You're like, I'm not yes. working. So of course, I think we're always myself included doing tons of exercises. Um, around I mean I think it's one of my actual uh the thing I've worked with most with my therapist is like really building deep self-confidence and knowing that you're worthy of being there um it's hard I'd say one of the things that help for sure is to okay of course we've got to go through our self-limiting beliefs but I think that the way that you talk to yourself and making sure that you're thinking and talking positively and you're like overcoming any negative biases that you have, like, right. You, you've got to, you've got to do that. I think facing fears and having a few wins is super helpful for building your confidence. Um, but I also think that like being really, really clear and confident in your material is so important. So I see a lot of people that are like, build business, make six figures, like go, 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 money, money, money. And I'm always like, but hold on, are you any good? Like, is your program good? Are you, did you like, what are we doing here? Like, are you just like really good at marketing and sales funnels? Or like, do you actually have something of value to offer, right? And, and I think we all do. We just have to like take the time to create, um, high value content and to feel really, really comfortable and confident in that. Cause I know that I'm the most confident when I feel like I'm offering something of worth. Right. Yeah. That if definitely. I have on like a decent outfit and like my hair's all right. Then that's like, bonus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I mean, at its core, I think no one wants to be like, yeah, you got the gig and you stand up there and you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> someone's like oh hi how does the digestive system work and you're like mm, not really sure oh my um, god and and I mean that can happen I mean we can yeah. work on things but it's like do you really really know your stuff and like can you back it up yeah help you so you've got your client and you're just like okay I'm ready this leads me to another point do I keep going Emily can I yeah go tell me because sometimes I Okay, so then my other point is like, don't don't overdo it. So don't do the ten page document and like overwhelm someone. There's this really fine line of like, does value is it like quantity or quality uh, in terms of like what you're offering to someone? And sometimes it's just like you can get in there and you can like laser focus in on the thing that they need, and that'll be that most transformative piece. And whether that be as simple as hydration 
and you and then hydration is like one thing to like drink more water but you actually have to get strategic with certain people of like this is how we're gonna do it and like what works for you here are some ideas and present them with like three and let them pick um or it's more complex than that and it's like oh we're actually gonna need to look at doing something like a FODMAP diet for the next few weeks and like reintroducing foods and or I'm going to need to refer you out to someone else and like, or, or this sounds like it's, I mean, I love referrals. That can be its own conversation, but um, what am I saying? I'm saying that we want to make sure that we're offering good quality content that we know our stuff and we know our stuff well enough that we can speak with confidence and ease and focus versus just like, oh, I don't know what I'm worth. So I'm just going to like give you everything. And then, then because I gave you so much stuff, you're going to like give me your money and you're going to feel like you got something out of it. And it's like, but I got a 10 page document. I'm never reading. Like, yeah, it looks super cute, but like <laughs> not helpful. I'm still shitting myself. Like <laughs> we want to, am I allowed to curse? Is that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> timer it just like comes up so I think what I'm saying is be confident but don't like overplay or like over deliver to cover up your insecurity that makes sense yeah that 100% makes sense like keep it simple to what you really know and feel confident in speaking on I mean that's totally makes sense yeah totally but like make sure that it's enough that it actually offer change because I have seen people that have seen other practitioners health uh, nutritionists and been like so they gave me these three things and charged me like I don't know 400 bucks and sent me this email and I'm like oh yeah okay no no that's not quite that's not gonna do it so it's like a fine balance in between yeah totally so what if someone is not about social media or they don't even want to have an email list? They're like against all of the modern marketing strategies. What would you suggest to gain clients? Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, and it's an important one because I think, again, when you're starting and your follower is at three, one of them is like your cat. And you're like, okay, um, you know, where am I going with this? What's happening? Well, know this. Know that I have worked with or know of colleagues that have tons of followers on Instagram. That's not necessarily translating to um, their business the way that they want. Or sometimes it is. Sometimes it means that they'll get more like business uh, contracts out of that. But like who knows in terms of like their client one-on-one. So it's not necessarily a number that really means anything in my opinion. Um, I don't put a lot of heart and soul into my social. Uh, I think because it came around after the fact that I had built up a, a safe, a safe, healthy, abundant practice, that it wasn't something that I felt like the need to do. I like it. Like, it's a fun place to meet people and learn and do. Um, but it's not necessarily at all um, where my clients come from. So... And that may be because I'm doing it wrong, but like, again, you can do it and you can have a healthy business without it needing to come from those spaces. This is what we're trying to say. Okay, great. So Jen, answer the question. Uh, what I would say to them is we'll go back in and kind of repeat a bit of like, where do you find your people? How do you find them? I mean, for you, Emily, where do you find like 
the best anything. Like you want to find someone, a masseuse, or you want to find sushi. Like, how are you doing that? Definitely word of mouth, just in your network. Yeah. So I think like a really great exercise, maybe this is like, again, hi everyone, um, take home tonight is like scroll through your contacts on your phone and like one by one, think of that person like, hmm, who are they? Where do they work? What do they do? Like, what do I already have? Um, like really close. Like I've already got their number and like they're most likely a decent enough friend because they're in my contact list. So like, what are some low hanging fruits? Fun intended nutritionist um, in terms of like access to a broader audience. And then from there, you're saying, well, what am I saying to this person? So like Joe works at a company that has lots of people that I think could be cool for me. But like, how, what am I saying to Joe? So then maybe you're sitting down and you've done all of the work on like the who, what, where, when, why am I? And like a bit more than that, right? Like you put together a bit of some business structure and then you're saying, then I think you're going to send out that email. Like you're going to send it out to the friends and family. You're going to send it out to the, and then you're going to ask strategic questions, right? Like, Hey, like this is who I am. You're going to introduce yourself. You're going to like link into your site or like have a bit of a call to action. Be super clear. And then you're going to say, if not you, then like who, right? So it's really a nice question of, do you know anyone that you think I should know? Or um, if it is with someone that you're like, oh, I'm asking you this because of this, then you can be really direct. Like, hey, Joe, I know that you work at blah, blah, blah. I would love the opportunity to get a lunch and learn gig there. Who should I speak to? And, and you kind of do a bit of that. So you go through your own contact list and you tell your own people and you build up your own little like hype squad. And then I think you go, uh, the next step to that is like, okay, so maybe you're a person who has five friends. That's okay. Uh, and you say, or you're new to the city. Hello. I did that brand freaking new to a city. Um, no contacts. And so then you go and you build those professional contacts because those professional contacts, what you're doing is you're creating symbiotic relationships, meaning both parties benefit. So it's not just like, Hey, I want your clients. It's, Hey, could you benefit from outsourcing any of that work to someone like me? Like, how can I help you? Uh, and then therefore, how do we help your clients have the best results? So naturopathic doctors are a great example of this because they're not necessarily sitting down and going through the nitty gritty of meal planning or recipe direction or like they love and appreciate and understand the modality, but they're not always taking the time. And again, each practitioner is different, but like that's a great opportunity there. I find acupuncturists are a really, really great network for me. Um, they love and believe in the power of food. And that's like certainly not happening on the table during a session, but they like to know that diet's been thought of. So you say, I want to let you know that I exist for your clients or like that I'm here. And, and then you can go the step further in that email. of like, if it's a total blind one, maybe you've attached a document. Like this is an example of something that I would do or, and make sure you like, I don't know, put a watermark over it. And, and obviously you're doing it with it. Like, again, it could be, or it could link back to like a blog entry on your site. That's about warming foods. Um, so you can share some of this evergreen content uh, and give them examples of who you are. And again, show your professionalism and show your personality. So sometimes, you know, again, everybody's out there and wanting to have a different bit of themselves. But I do think that there's a level of professional networking that can really result in 
a beautiful relationship. Um, and then once you've gotten a couple of referrals there and vice versa, like you want to be referring to these people as well. Like we want that to be happening back and forth. And like, I want, I do not want to be the only health practitioner that my clients are working with. Woo, woo. Uh, we have way better results if there are more people on the team, right? Um, so, and that could expand. It could expand, like for you, that might look like a fitness instructor. It could look like a meditation studio. It could look like a restaurant you're really into. I mean, there's so many ways, but I think that is a really important avenue to go down and to really, really nourish and um, see if there's some opportunity there. And then don't be don't be heartbroken if you don't hear back right away. It's like online dating, right? Like we've got to, <laughs> I don't know, I know what it is, but you have to like take a minute and like it'll come back and forth. And sometimes I get referrals from people that I'm like, who, when, what? Or I'll get referrals from like old clients that I literally saw 12 years ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, Joe, how is he? <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, he's a baby. I'm like, oh yeah. So, I mean, we don't know. We don't know where it's all going. And then you just treat. And then when you do get a couple of clients, you do what we talked about. You lead with such integrity, empathy, and professionalism that they can't help but want to scream your name from the rooftops, refer you, write a review for you, introduce you to who who you need. Um, And that's, I think, how you build something really powerful. I love everything you just said. And I totally agree. Like using the network you already have and just deepening those relationships and whether they're professional or personal, like everyone in the world can benefit with a nutritionist. Everyone. Totally. Right? There's so much opportunity. Like you don't know where the relationship will lead. So to like the exec point of view, I mean, I've had this literally has happened to me. My barista that I loved and adored, we got to chatting like one day about what I do. And then like within the week and a few lattes later, it was like, so my dad's the CEO of this mega company and I'm going to introduce you to if that's cool. And it was my biggest talking gig to date and was like from my barista, you know, like you don't know, you really don't know. And so lead with kindness and who knows where that will take you but I think that feels a little less intimidating than like build your social following um and hope and like do all this work and build this most insane plan and like it's maybe going to be really expensive to do and like hope to god someone comes on versus like is this a little bit closer like do I already have could this be easier what else could this look like and I will say I wouldn't tend I don't tend to say like do a lot of talks for free. Um I do think that we need to value ourselves and like again as a professional industry if one person does a talk for free especially for a bigger like grocery store or something then like why would they ever pay anyone and they, and they have the money to pay you even if it's a bit like even if it's just a bit but there's an exchange and I think always in life we want in exchange um or else you leave just feeling a bit like oh man, like that actually didn't result in any clients or not many people showed up or I spent so much time or I made smoothies for everyone. And like you end up feeling like you're in in a deficit or like a negative versus, oh, that was at least (laughs) my time was honored, right? 
Mm-hmm. So it also like lowers that expectation of you being like a sleazy salesperson during the presentation and allows you to just like do the work that you're hired for. So, but do try, try to get like a few talks in whatever area that is for you. I mean, that could be at your library or at your mom's knitting group or I mean, I don't know, name this, but have you ever done any talks before? Actually, I threw a kind of like a wellness foray. That's what I called it for my mom's friend circle here in California Um, and that resulted in me it was amazing like it resulted in a really great client who I'm still working with who I adore and she's like loving it and that was my first client that I got I signed on yeah so it felt so good to 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 put myself to you like it's so oh yeah 100% 100% friends so you're gonna treat right like it's like this really beautiful beautiful thing oh I'm so happy that was the case for you so and if public speaking isn't your thing then maybe you're doing like an ebook that you're tying on to a newsletter for the Pilates studio that you go to or you're offering I mean we can get really creative of ways to just like introduce yourself we want to introduce and we want to have a call to action right so yeah, I mean, I'd say the same thing about social even, right? Like, hi, 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 here are all my recipes versus like, okay, does this girl just like give me fruit recipes? <laughs> I'm getting a little bit more strategic there too. But, oh, I'm so glad you had that that work out for you. And, I mean, I'm sure even this is helping you to build network and connection. And who yeah. knows where it'll all lead. Yeah, I know. It's been really great. Actually, just had the idea of integrating episodes based on like what my target audience wants to hear versus like my nutrition community. Obviously I want to keep supporting, but I think I need to start weaving in some like content for my, you know, the corporate women who I'm trying to, to access. Right. So just kind of weaving the two. Yes. Smart, savvy, Emily. <laughs> here for it. No, I think that's great. And I think that that's where we always want to. I mean, I think this is important too. And I'm sure every single person that's ever been on here has said that, but like, we want to be able to take that time to come to focus in and then focus out and like come and see the big picture of our business and make sure that we're also creating that time to like think, be strategic, add new revenues, pivot if necessary, but like working on the business is, um, is so important and sometimes that's like at the beginning the feel like the only thing that you feel like you're doing but um do not lose that like to always work that into your schedule that you're creating time um to really look and re-examine and take your notes and get your understanding and like collect all your data points even if some of it's only a few data points it's that's really important like why would you feel three or one or a half person that wants to learn about something then like you should you should probably teach them that versus like no apparent people that want to hear about something else right so yeah yeah so true and to your point of like speaking in front of a group that's what I did at the wellness foray and I was so nervous there was probably like 25 people there and I was just like what is like it was just so scary to do that but it, it was so worth it and once you do one right I'm sure it gets easier I haven't done one again but yeah I'd imagine obviously practice makes things a lot more accessible for you and more confidence building. Yeah. And I think too, because we're entrepreneurs and because we're doing this on our own terms, we get to create an environment that feels really good. 
So you get to choose, like, right? If you're saying that, you can be like, oh, I, I just want like four people there. Or I want to do like a one-on-one thing. Or, and like, oh, I don't want to get up and present, but I want everyone to like kind of hop around in like a game of get to know it. So I get to talk to everyone, but I don't have to do it in front of it. Like we can be smart about how we present or like, I want the lighting to be low or I want to do it through zoom or um, I want to pre-record it. If that feels better. I mean, there's certainly ways because I get it. Public speaking. Woo. That one is, that one can be really, really, um, I mean, maybe even triggering is the word, but it can, it's not for everyone and it doesn't need to be. Um, mm-hmm. But, but if you do feel comfortable with it, it certainly is one avenue you can take. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned previously about, I, I really liked what you said about like pricing and not having to charge like so much where it's unaccessible to like the majority of the population, but also making sure your pricing matches like how much time and energy you're putting into it, but also you can still make an impact with your clients yeah. and not have to charge an arm and a leg. Can we talk about that? Of course. So pricing, pricing's <laughs> tricky. I mean, technically we're kind of unregulated, right? And you can kind of just like cowboy, cowgirl, do whatever you want out there, um, which is good and bad. <laughs> so in terms of like understanding an industry standard, even like that's even hard to find. Like there's not a lot available out there to even give yourself enough understanding. So a couple things, I think coming up with like sitting down with your pen and paper in a few ways, one column of like, again, like who am I, what am I offering, how, like, do I have any other skill sets here, how long have I been doing it, what, um, like the depth of my knowledge, like where, you know, like what am I, you know, am I one year in, am I one month in, am I one course in, am I not? Um, So like just being really honest about that. And then the next being like, I do think you want to gather a little bit of information for like a reference point. Not that you have to charge what they charge, but you want to get a bit of an understanding of kind of like what's going on out there. And even if it's just like what's going on out there in a multidisciplinary clinic. So like what's the average I mean, if a doctor is charging less than you for your initial, you might want to, like, check that out a little bit, right? Um, I know you're not giving a massage for the hour, but, like, you're kind of, okay, like, in and around 100 to 250. Like, where are we at? Getting understanding of of numbers, of what's out there. That doesn't mean it needs to be what you charge, but at least you're, like, not coming out of this at a left field. (laughs) And then I think you want to sit down and say, well, like, what am I offering? Like, what am I truly, really offering? Like, are we doing full head highlights or like balayage? And then you get to adjust your price according to that, because then you get to understand how long it takes, how long it takes you now, how long you'll hopefully take you next time, because you have a little bit of a system. Like, ideally, if you want to, so I guess a lot of my advice is for people that want to practice one-on-one. So I do one-on-one consulting, right? So then it's like, it doesn't always have to be that you're charging for the hour that you're there. Like you can be charging for eventually when you have enough enough of your information ready, then that takes like a shorter amount of time. And so that you're leaving yourself with some more time for business growth or for other things and not necessarily like the direct time for money model. Um, But we can, or you're moving into other offerings, but for the one-on-one consulting, you're kind of saying like, well, what am I really offering? 
what kind of value, what would I pay for it? Okay, who are my ideal clients? I've drawn them all out. I spent a lot of time on them. What do they make a year? What should they be spending on their health? What do they already spend on their health? What's left? Am I covered? Am I not? What's like, what's realistic? Because when someone comes to your site and it's like, oh, I only have the option of being with this practitioner for six months at like two grand, I'm like, I'm not doing <laughs> right now maybe and maybe some people are and it's no big deal but like again go in the shoes of your ideal clients and be thinking about them but like I think you just really have to sit down and then the other thing I'd say to sit down and do is to then say exactly like how long does it take me and then what are the overheads of my business so like, what is my insurance cost? What is my office space cost? What is the cost if I need a new computer? What about that course I really want to take? What about the outfit that, like anything that comes to business and like you can kind of even look that up through bookkeeping sites, etc. But like, what does it actually cost for me to run this? And you can then break that down into like monthly or daily, your booking system, your website, da -da -ba 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 -ba. And you come up with this number and you're like, well, I at least need to make that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, of course, you want to make something in addition to that. Or like say, but for me, it was always like, okay, I want, I want some people versus no people. So, and then I think eventually you can change that. It doesn't mean that it stays with you forever. But it was like, I've always offered a la carte service. You do not have to commit with me for the rest of your life. Like, I don't, I don't tend to, I sometimes do, but like discovery calls, even if I did, like, I don't know, I can't do 15 discovery calls all day and make no money. So either like you, you want to work with me or not. And again, that's like how your client's finding you, but typically referrals are pretty safe bets of, of booking. Uh, and then you get to be in the lead of like, it's also, it's integrity, but it's also like, um, I don't know, like honest, uh, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but like transparent of like, oh, I think we're going to need X sessions or, or hopefully like you don't need to see me for the rest of your life or we've done our job or this has happened and changed and like, I can't predict the future. Um, you can, you can kind of keep building from there. So I think you want to come up long story short. So you want to come up with an hourly rate that feels good for you, not just like what you want to make, but how you want to serve. Because I think we don't like, I don't know. I mean, dietitians have a standard income and we have this joy of being in this entrepreneurial field. And, and I mean, of course, you can be a dietitian and an entrepreneur and it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, anybody in this space, life coach, etc. I don't think it's as simple as, oh, I want to make X dollars a year. So I'm charging this. Uh, I think we need to build in a few more um, pieces as to why your pricing is what it is and making sure that you can cover yourself and that you're not charging out of fear or out of ego, but you're, you're charging out of integrity. Yeah. I, I really like what you said about not charging based off of your ego, because I think a lot of people, since it's not regulated, we are entrepreneurs, like you can really charge whatever you want, but I almost find that that's almost like a selfish way to, to price. And it's like, do you really want to help people if you're charging, you know, an arm and a leg, not everyone can access that right so totally. yeah I think that's really take cool take care of yourself right you have yeah. to charge enough that if the, if it becomes your full-time gig at that rate are you making an earning that 
allows you to live the life, not like allows you to live the life you want to lead. I mean, God, um, that's a pretty open-ended statement, isn't it? But like, does it, <laughs> if you were to build this out full-time, like play with those numbers, like does that give you a career that allows you to do that full-time in terms of you can pay your bills, you can pay your daycare, you can get your groceries and you have a little, like, is it a decent enough amount um and then yeah and then you're just like with prime and practice get an understanding of how long it really takes to do your program again hopefully we get you to the point that you're confident enough in your work that you can just show up for your appointment scheduled time and not do any of this behind the scenes i spent three hours preparing the program that they're not going to use it's like try to create something that is really active hands-on coaching during the hour and then you walk away like you've got your client, maybe you take a few more minutes in your charting, but like you're not necessarily just like hung up on this client and their program for the next three days because then of course, like you're, you're just going to sink. You're going to sink from not only financially, but from like, I mean, our, like you're just going to burn out really quick. So it, it's finding it, it's like a little, lots of questions. I think a lot of questions that you have to like the answers to that lead to you knowing what you're worth and that you're making more than you would maybe if you were just working, um, you know, an entry job at another company, but a, a not more, not maybe going for the price point where it's like, oh, apparently I charge the same as like brain surgeons hourly. <laughs> um, like we have to be, we have to be a little bit more. I think, I think, but that, that being said, I mean, God, girl, if you charge a lot and people pay for it and you've got that, you do you. Um, I just think that for me, it would never, it, it would never feel good. It's got to feel good for everybody. Yeah, I completely agree. And there's other ways too. It's like, if you do want to charge premium pricing for a certain program to also have like a lower entry level cost, like maybe it's oh, not your one on, right? Like, yeah. Giving, I like, think that's really years. important, right? So, like, okay, it's premium to get me one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but you can buy this program I already put together for this cost, or even there you can get an ebook, or you can visit me on my social, and it's all free. So, yeah. like, you can have your tiers, and you can have your, like, totally, totally. That's really acceptable. And, and something you should work in, right? Like also, is there a give back piece to my business? Like, do I do, do I partner with this charity or do I do X, Y, Z for free? Or do I donate a service to a silent auction or like is a percentage of my services going to something? There's so many ways that we can weave in these beautiful, um, with, like give back programs and be feel like we're contributing but especially I think if you're only offering like really really expensive access to what you do but I do think it does does um everyone good if you're there's a bit of a range not that you need to have 18 services on your page I don't think that's true but like those three examples I think are a good place to start like what does it work to get me get me privately one-on-one what about a group what about an already made program that's not like as customized and what about like just my free content somewhere else so that's a few yeah services um I'm loving this convo I can't believe it's already been an hour I just I want you to have the option to talk about your your um, biz coaching sessions if you want to talk about them Sure, um, sure. You know, sorry, what a shocker. Jennifer rambles on. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so this is kind of fun. So a year ago, no, a little more than a year ago, March 2020, 
like literally a week or two before COVID, I ran a workshop for um, a weekend conference for new grads or anyone in the wellness space that were looking to grow their business. So I col- I collaborated with what I believe to be like creme de la creme of the practitioners in the city. And they each taught different modules about business. So whether it was like social, um, marketing for your business or like a food-based business or how to do one-on-one or how to build a program or I mean god we had the whole spectrum it was this unbelievably stellar weekend the best 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 group of participants teachers I just like couldn't even I'm so grateful for them all stellar weekend I was like so excited to do it because I think I had hit this part of my career where it was like okay I've done this a thousand times that your cat my cat has been going crazy, if you haven't noticed. Please continue. <laughs> I think there's a lunar eclipse. Um, okay, so, so, so I love business, building business, um, and I wanted to start, and I get a lot of emails. I think, like, one of the courses you have to do that is, like, email a practitioner. So, anyways, sponsorship, loved it, but I was like, oh, I really can't meet everyone for coffee. Let's design a bigger weekend. So we had this big, phenomenal weekend, best food, best, best, best. And I was like, okay, I'm going to run this like at least twice a year, maybe even quarterly. I'm going to build out a business coaching program. The world closed down. Everything shrank. My children, I, my two toddlers were then like attached to me again and trying to call, crawl, crawl back in the uterus. And I was like, well, I, I'm not doing this right now. So here we are fast forward to now and now I've just started it's pretty grassroots so like it's kind of a fun time to get in because the pricing is really really fair for what it is I'm only taking on a few but I've started doing um one-on-one business mentorship for people looking to grow their private practice I think that I that's where my services lend themselves best for sure so if you are out there and you want to work one-on-one with clients definitely be in touch because the mentorship program is it's It's just that. It's like coaching sessions with me a couple of months. Um, This does have a little bit of a time commitment that's new for me for service offerings. It does have a three month to it um, just because I don't know where we can get from one one call. And I want you to see results. But everyone I've worked with so far has then like signed on for more, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, so just trying to help people to build something that feels really good for them. So it's basically like you get to pick the topic of the call, but it's more like how are we building a business plan or answering the questions that you have in a private safe space that allows you to build a business that's just going to rock the socks off of everybody around you. I love that so much. And so if you were interested in doing this, is it like a once a month chat or and then you like hold them accountable or kind of can you give us a little bit more detail? Yeah, sure. So what it looks like is a very basic intake. Well, one, I have to have room for you. So I have a couple of people in the queue, but we've got um, when I'm when I can, then it's like, OK, are we a good fit? Is this is this going to work? And then it's like the coaching is a session every other week. So it works out to six sessions in total. And so a call a week for 45 minutes to an hour. Anytime you need me in between that, whether it's an email or I'm going to like check hustle, check in on you and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like what's going on here? And then you set the topic for the next session. So it's like, we're just always building. It is very coaching in that way where it's not a lot of like deep therapeutic looking back. Like we're really looking forward. So it's six coaching calls over the course of three months. And the goal is by the end of it, that you're feeling like you have way more clarity and direction on where you're going. 
Oh, and because I've done it, I've done it, I do it, it's what I do. It's been my full-time gig for 13 years, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have, oh, I'm sure it's such an amazing program, and if you're listening, Jennifer is such, a, like, a light. Just, I've never met you in person, but from our few calls we've had via Zoom, I'm just like, you're awesome. So oh, I have no doubt she's an amazing business coach and mentor. Well, if anything, I'll cheerlead the heck out of you. So if you just need someone to like up, like hype your hype girl, that's it. That's me. <laughs> we all need that in our lives, especially getting started. It's like our confidence. I mean, starting out, it's like you pretty much don't have any confidence. It's like, what am I doing? Who wants to listen to me? You know, it's just I know. you really. And also just know that you can have no confidence. You're 13 too. But like it goes in waves. It's ebbs and flows. Yeah. It is. It's kind of part of it. Right. And you've got to have a certain skin to be able to like make it all work for sure. Yeah. And then it's also like, it's okay. Like you don't have to want to build this big mega thing. Like you can want to build something part-time or intimate or that works with the fact that you're a stay-at-home mom or that works with the fact that you're going to run this as always as a side hustle like there's so many ways of doing it and I feel like a lot of the information out there is only if you want to scale so big and grow six figures and it's like but what about the people that just kind of want to do something different right so of course I mean I I I'd love to help you or anyone out there who's listening who just feels like they need a little bit of um support as they start out I love that you just said not everyone wants to scale to like, you know, seven figures. I think that is such a misconception. Like everyone online is like, grow your business, like 10K months, these, this, this, and that. And it's like, you're right. What if, what if you don't want, what if that's too much for you? What if you just want to make enough to like enjoy your freedom most of the time as an entrepreneur and like, you know, make enough to pay your bills and travel once a, a year. And it doesn't have to be this like fancy, crazy, luxurious life, right? And I think then, I mean, you, that could just naturally happen for you, um, yeah. even in a small little sweet business. But I think if that's your motivating factor and that's what you're focused on, oh, man, you could feel like a failure really quick. You could feel fraudulent really quick. You could feel totally and completely out of alignment. And it comes back to like, why are you doing this? Did you come in this work so that you could just like make mega bank and peace out on the yacht and cool like cool <laughs> or did you come to like actually help people with their because they'll know like the person on yeah. the other end of it who wants you to be an empathetic loving space holding I'm here for you practitioner um they'll know they'll, <laughs> they'll know really quickly too so yeah so I, mean, I just so don't think like the past the smoke and mirrors doesn't last forever you know yeah I completely agree Jennifer, it's been so much fun. Do you have any last words you'd like to share with the community? Oh, I think, gosh, if you're still looking, listening at this point, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and that I'd love to meet you and connect with you. I really would. So if we can't do that in person, let's do it online. Um, I, you can find me at my edible advice and I love, 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 love connecting with people. Um, and that I hope that you take the time to get clear on what it is that you want. And once you have that map, then setting sail is so much easier. That sounds really, really, really corny, um, but it's true. I mean, I think that we just need to spend a little bit of time in the daydream so that we can get into a really beautiful action plan, right? Yeah, love that. So if anyone's interested in booking a 
a three-month business coaching program with you, how can they do that? Sure. Uh, you can do it at th through my site, myedibleadvice.com. There's a section under services for the mentorship, business mentorship as well. And do stay tuned. I will say this, that like all fingers and toes and hairs crossed, uh, the How We Built This conference uh, will happen again. <laughs> it might not be till 2022, but like it'll happen again. It was magic and stay tuned for that at the very least or shoot your name to me so that you know when it happens again because that is like mega, mega, mega bang for your buck. And it's a really important weekend. And, and if anyone here is listening that came, like they're all still kind of friends and connecting and it's it's been really lovely to see um so that's important and or even if you want to work together from a I always say this too like see a nutritionist don't be don't be too big on yourself that you don't think you need to see a practitioner or build out your own um work on your own health is just as important right so I got you oh I love it well thank you so much and can't wait to share this. It's been awesome. Uh, thanks, Emily. I really appreciate your time. And thank you for creating this space and community. It's really lovely. I mean, I would have just flipped over 10 bridges to have had this when I started out. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Send me a DM or share this episode with your community and tag me at Wellness on the gram. Leave a review and spread the support for like-minded entrepreneurs. And don't miss out on exclusive community events and extra business resources in the Newly Nutrition newsletter, which you can sign up through the show notes. I appreciate your support more than you know. Till next time, friends.